You know, the champion. What does a champion mean? What is a champion? You know, we set this flyer before. What if something new could happen today? What if something new happened and it stayed new? What if something good happened this morning? Or has happened? But it actually stayed good. You know, this is to challenge. You know, I don't know about you. I, I, I love watching the football. And uh, Lionel Messi, you know, he's, he's just set yet another record. He's now scored against every single team in the La Liga this season. Last season, he scored 91 goals. This season, he's on some crazy number already. He's scored 29 goals in the last 18 matches. That's some record. So he's scored in every single match this season against every team that there is to play against. But that record will be disappeared in a few years. It's great, but what next? You know, he's, a, he's won the, the Golden Globe four times now. No one else has won that four times. Jennifer Lawrence, you know, brand new actress. There she is out there. New Oscar winner. Just the latest. It's the, she's the current star, isn't she? Some of us are a little bit older. Remember some of the other ones that have won before. But can you remember five years ago winner? Not really. Or the, the, the latest film that's about to be out, the new Superman, Iron Man in this case, the superhero. You know, it's, uh, there's a film about to come out. It's, the, it's just the latest superhero, isn't it? We're looking for something bigger and better. But I just want to think, what is a champion? What's a champion? A champion. As a title holder. It's someone who has a name that's significant. He's a fighter. He's a hero. He's a supporter. We don't just think in terms of uh, champions as someone who wins, but someone who's, who champions a cause, who, who, uh, who boasts, who boasts a friend, a genius, a virtuoso. You know, so there's someone who has won that first place who's pushing the bounds, pushing the boundaries a little bit further, setting a new world record. But you know that's going to come to a point where someone else is going to try that little bit harder, train a little bit better, have a little bit more talent, or a little bit more something injected into the muscle. Hmm. Who knows? Sometimes it's getting hard to tell. You know, we, we, we have flawed geniuses, don't we? we? You know, we just look at the Tour de France and the whole race has been put into jeopardy because a number of the folks were taking drugs. No one knows anymore what was a good result and what was a bad result. It puts the whole question against everything But look, a person who backs, fights for a cause, a person who backs a politician or a team, they're, they're working with something. You know, there's a new film coming out, and uh, 
You know, there's a trailer to that that I just thought was sort of kind of slightly appropriate for this morning. Because <laughs> we got the kids in, of course. It's a good excuse. We know he's going to save the day, of course, don't we? But doesn't it seem like that? You know, we, I think some, some of us, it's like this Jesus uh, religion, it's for some people, but not many. The trouble is, there's a whole pile of stuff happens around us that we're not ready for. There's jobs just disappear like that. You can be, you can be working and everything is just lined up. Your house is doing well. Everything around you is working. And in a moment's instant, the company goes under and your future is no longer certain. Or, you know, we can be married and everything go, uh, looks okay on the surface, but underneath, we're just going further and further apart or problems are happening. And that's if it just doesn't go too bad. There's enough instances where things happen that are, are terrible. But Jesus, Jesus made a special promise to us. He said some amazing words in John 6. He says, whoever comes to me. I don't want to be one of the 13 that wasn't able to be caught. We're hoping. We don't know what's going to show. We haven't seen the film yet. We don't know how it's going to end, because that's the trailer and no one's seen the film yet. Except the actors and directors. And no one's trying to say anything. What's going to happen next? It's the cliffhanger, isn't it? But in our lives, Jesus has made a real straightforward promise. Whoever. That whoever means anybody. It doesn't mean the great. It doesn't mean the, the good it means whoever comes to me. And it says, the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. In other words, he's not going to throw you away on the scrap heap. The person that is with me, I'm going to hold on to, and I won't, or I don't let go. I don't let go. That's a promise forward. I don't let go. Not just I won't, I don't. Because I won't, it's, it's a bit more like, mm, but I don't let go. It, it's, there's a certainty there in that language that Jesus, he, he, he makes another promise. And he goes on in, in John 8, 36. He says, if the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. That drama, it seemed like an impossible battle going on in the mind you see, this is so much of how the, the, the devil works with us is the circumstances around, they press in. But all it takes is the Son of Glory to appear. It's not a competition. 
This isn't some equal battle between the forces of good and evil. When the Jesus stands and speaks, light comes. And darkness flees. The power in the name of Jesus is awesome. The power in that life. You see, there's life in his name. There's life in his word. It's not just waiting to happen to you. It has already happened. And whoever comes to him, he says he never lets go. I don't let go. You know, we, we, we love the, the uh, Iron Man or Superman. We, we love all, all, the, all these uh, salvation ideas that maybe we can be more. Maybe. But it starts with a flawed man, full of riches, amazing gadgets, but he's got a problem with his heart. Iron Man. I mean, the guy's dying except for this thing on his chest that marks him. And what marks him is keeping him alive. And you see, the marks that Jesus bore for us bring us life. Not a temporary thing that's going to run out of power sometime and needs replacement every couple of hours or a couple of days or whatever it is and needs a new version from time to time like an Iron Man. But that salvation life from the inside out. You see, Iron Man is all about external armor. Inside, he's got a problem. Outside, he's got a coating. Keeps him looking good, keeps him moving, protects him from fights. But you see, what Jesus does is on the inside out. He changes. This is a fresh heart. It's a brand new heart that he gives us. You see, when it says the sun sets you free, you're free through and through. This is not, it's, not, it's not just there's going to be a little bit of hope here. But you see, whether we're a child, you know, we, we, we understand Iron Man, don't we? We understand the, the concept. This power, it's interesting, isn't it? It's power in his hands to fight enemies with blasts of light or energy. Jesus speaks the word because he is the word and it has power. He is light. He is the light of the world. When he enters, life starts to change. You know, over over Brazil, over Rio de Janeiro, we've we've got this massive statue standing, speaking life out over a city. Amen. I wonder, actually, how many people are getting saved because of the name of Jesus being exalted over that nation. You see, as that name's lifted up, we might look at a statue, and it's only a symbol. But people are looking and going every day, they're seeing something different over the city. They might see the smog, they might see all the clouds and problems, but they know beyond that, that stands, not a statue, but a person. See, we look up into the heavens, we can't quite see 
but as a man who stands, who's a champion, who is the champion who stands before the Father interceding. In other words, what it means is he is putting a good word. He is putting in a defense. He is putting in an explanation to the Father, to God Most High, about you and me and about our lives, interceding and saying, miracles needed for this one. Strength needed for that one. Provisions needed for that one. And look at me, Father. I'm the reason they can receive it. That you and I can receive every one of these promises. You see, he lived a real life. A joy-filled life. He was anointed with joy. There was something about Jesus' life that actually caused him. When he was around, people wanted to be near him. Iron Man, yikes. The guy's got phobias. He, it's like, don't touch me. Ooh, I'm rich. Stay away. Whereas Jesus became poor that we might come close. What a contrast. What a contrast from being pushed away to being drawn close. See, that's the real champion. He brought change everywhere he went, as opposed to mayhem and chaos. You know, Iron Man, the more, the more he helps, the more things blow up and explode. Whereas Jesus brings a change. The life that's in Jesus, what an awesome life. What a, what a glorious life, you know? Miracles and healings. You know, it says it in... in, in uh, in Isaiah, it says in Isaiah that my son, my servant, will act wisely. It's interesting what he says here. My servant is going to act wisely. He'll be raised up, lifted up, and highly exalted. And just as there were many who were appalled at him, his appearance was so disfigured... Beyond that of any man, his form marred beyond human likeness, so he will sprinkle many nations. Speaking of the cross. You see, that's what we celebrate this morning at Easter. There's an empty cross. Jesus isn't still on the cross. There's an empty cross today because the work was finished and done on the cross... And that cross was the starting point for all of the life of God being poured into you and me and into our children today. You know, Iron Man, he's working all kinds of ideas around. And yeah, he gets a bit battered and a bit bruised. But two seconds later, he's okay. The makeup's been changed. But Jesus was marred. He was punished. It says in Isaiah that he says, he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. But we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced. He was stabbed. As one of the translations says, for our transgressions. He was pierced. He was tattooed or he was, he was, he was nailed for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. Do you know there's physical healing available right now this morning? 
that even because of that name, just because we dare to say this this morning, Jesus is healing someone's body right now. You see, the power is not in me. That power is in that name. That at that name, when we speak that name, there's a change happens in bodies. So arthritis, be gone in the name of Jesus. It's that simple. I don't have to shout at it. I don't have to pray for five hours to make it happen because it already happened on that cross. So when I speak in the name of Jesus, arthritis, go. Power transfer happens to whoever receives that word this morning. And it's not my words, it's his words. You see, he says, at that name. Sorry. At that name, every knee has to bow. There's there's something of certainty. If he bore our sins, if he bore or carried our sicknesses, if he carried everything that separated us from God. And you see, let me just make it real clear. You see, in our minds, we try to understand the things of God or, or the things that happen around us. And so often, that's the problem. It causes oppression, migraines. It causes mental stress. But he's the one who relieves that stress at a word and just says, my peace I give you. Jesus spoke in a time of grief when he was about to leave his friends and leave his, those who have been around him all these years. They knew, I'm going to the cross, I'm going to die. And they were full of grief, they were full of anguish, they were full of questions. And he just says, my peace It's yours. And even this morning, it's just as simple as this. If you've got a mental illness, if you've been suffering from depression, here's your freedom. My peace, says Jesus, I give you. So I speak peace to that mind right now, and I say, Demonic powers, oppression, stress, be gone in the name of Jesus. And in that name alone, I loose what is his to you, peace, the peace of Christ that passes all understanding. You see, he chose death, but death couldn't keep him. Our man does everything he can to avoid death. He even puts stuff into his body to avoid death. But Jesus, Jesus called them after some called us, and he said, "If you come to me, you won't be let go. I don't let go." And the message actually goes on in, in, uh, in Romans 8. He says, he called them by name. He set them on a solid basis with himself. And then after getting them established, you know, we don't just 
have kids and then leave them in a, in a side room. Just grow up. Yeah, go on with life. Nice to see you when you're 18, when you actually got something to say to me. We look after kids, don't we? We look after our children. Mums and dads look after you, don't you? Who's got the Easter eggs this morning? Who's eaten their Easter eggs already? <laughs> Am I surprised? But he, in getting them established, he then stays with them to the end. What a promise. You see, our future works. The future works. Your future's not kind of in a balance. It's going to fall this way, it's going to fall that way. When Jesus is your Lord, that stays locked, established, solid. There's a grace, you see. And he stays with them to the end, gloriously completing what he has or had begun. What a promise that when you see the Father, Jesus is going to be going, look, Father, they're just like me. He's gonna, Jesus is going to present you and me to the Father, and everyone looking on is going to go, hang on a minute, who's who? We're going to look just like Jesus. That's amazing. What a promise. You see, that's what brings life into balance. And you see, this is the invitation that Jesus gave. He said, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burnt out on religion, trying to do things your own way? Come to me. That's a real simple invitation, isn't that? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. That's interesting, isn't it? Work with me. In other words, there's something it requires of us. Watch how I do it. How I do what? Life. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Wow. Wow. When you got up this morning, did you feel that the world was just, everything was right? Or did you think, what's going to happen tomorrow? You know, when we, we save our money, put it in savings we save it for a rainy day. In other words, we expect a problem. We don't even save our money for the right reasons. We're not saving in order to do something or saving to invest in someone. We're saving because we think it's all going to go wrong. What are we saving our money for? We're storing it up in barns, and yet at the moment's instant, Work can be gone. Family can be gone. You can rattle around in a big house. But what's going on? I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Wow. To learn to freely to be free, to be full of grace, to be full of peace. That mental, you know, when we get up in the morning, sometimes there's so much going on. It's like, I need to write down so, so that I can just get it out of my mind. There's so many things going on. 
What about kids? What, 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 what we run by? We've got all the, these, these iPhones and smartphones. We, we've got all this information in here to control us and tell us what we're supposed to do next. There's no peace in that, is there? But this morning, Jesus offers a, an invitation, but he says, what's the cost? And you see, there's always a cost. You see, it's a free gift from him to us, but it does require something of us. And you see, this is what it says. Anyone who intends to come to me has to let me lead. Oh, oh. Are you a backseat driver? Are you one of those people like, like Iron Man? It's like he's got to be in control. He's got to be having things his way. Or are you going to allow someone else to begin to drive you? You know, the nice thing about letting someone drive you, you sit back and relax and you can take in the scenery. Claire and I, we went up to uh, Scotland. And there was me driving away. And they're all taking photographs of, of these mountains and the views and the, the lake and lochs and the light reflecting. It looks amazing. But me, I'm keeping an eye on the car in front, watching out about what's about to happen. What did I see? Not a lot. I served. Oh, oh, oh. But you see, when... We're so busy trying to drive our lives and you can't see what's coming around the next bend. You have to allow Jesus, who does know, to actually be in charge, in the lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Follow me and I'll show you how. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way to finding yourself, your true self. This is the message way of putting it. It's a little bit more kind of normal language, isn't it? But let's just read it. Same in the, in the NIV. Luke 9. Luke 9 and verse 23. Jesus said to them, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will, will save it. For what good is it a man to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit his very self? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and the holy angels. I tell you the truth. Some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God. How many of you know that kingdom this morning? There's children here who already know it. There's adults. You've grown up with a knowledge of God. Are you, you know, sometimes it's almost like the description between being a fan. You know, a fan is just watches. A follower is involved. There's a sold-outness of following Christ. He doesn't say, look on and watch what I'm doing. He says, come here, 
I'm going to show you how to do what I'm doing. And it involves the same as I've had to do, which is lay down my life for you. And you're going to lay down your life for me. And this morning, I just want to make that challenge. You know, Easter, what does it mean to you? Is he the champion of your life? The one who has gone ahead, set the standard, a standard of perfection that's impossible for us to do anything but put our trust in. He died perfectly. He lived perfectly. He spoke perfectly. His teaching breaks every barrier of religion and every idea of mankind. It is the loftiest of ideas. But is he your champion? Is he the one that stands before the Father this morning saying, this one's mine, that one's part of me, this one belongs to me, Father, this one I am pleased to call my brother. This morning, Easter Day, that's what we remember. The death couldn't hold Jesus down. He rose again. And that's the life he's given us. Not something just in the grave, not just something of this earthly life, but that resurrection life is what he gives this morning.